time. It's time for the latest buzz on pets from around the corner, down the block, and across the world with award-winning journalist, author, speaker, educator, and host, Arden Moore. Arden has twice been named by Oprah Winfrey as one of her top three pet hosts. And just this past year, the Cat Writers Association awarded Arden the coveted President's Award, given exclusively to the best of the best. Arden is driven to live her motto, bringing out the best in pets and their people. So snuggle up with your favorite fur baby, because it's time for another episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. And we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Tevra Pet, for a happier and healthier pet. Online at tevrapet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A pet.com. And Furniture Cat Furniture. Quality cat furniture. Online at furniture.com. That's P-U-R-R-N-I-T-U-R-E.com. Pause up, pet pals. Welcome to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. Yep, I am Arden Moore. Our special guest has put her life on the line as a firefighter. She's traveled to nearly every state with an amazing Dalmatian, Molly, the fire safety dog. And this gal is on a mission to teach kids about fire safety. I want you to please, at this time, join me in giving pause and applause to the remarkable Dana Hilton of the Keep Kids Fire Safe Foundation. That's a mouthful. Welcome to the show, Dana. Thank you, Arden. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I, you're my first uh, firefighter on my show. What do you think? Really? Wow. Yeah, I feel honored. Yeah. Yeah. Well, folks, this gal has so much to tell you and you're going to, it's going to come from the heart. She and a pair of Dalmatians through the years have actually helped kids save lives, help educate kids about fire safety and help kids understand that Dalmatians are just possum, right? <laughs> that is exactly right. They are. And you are spot on on that. Oh, snap. <laughs> we got a pun off right now, right now, right here and right now. And I, I do want to roll the tape back in time because uh, tell us a little bit about you wanting to be a firefighter, where you did it. And I know you're based in Arkansas now, correct? Yes, that's right. So reel the tape back. A young Dana. A young Dana. Imagine first grade which is what, six years old, maybe. And it was a tour to the Fayetteville Fire Department with my teacher, Miss O'Neill, and all my classmates. <laughs> and at that time, if you could believe it, I said to myself, I want to do that. I want to be a firefighter. Now, a few really? years later, I had college and life and all of that that goes on. I was about 37, I believe. And I decided, yeah. you know what? It's time. My son had grown up and I didn't have as much going on. And I thought, I really want to help make a difference. I really want to really want to help my community. It's time to be a volunteer firefighter. So I went to the fire station. Well, first, I got to tell you the story. I called my dad and I said, <laughs> dad, 
I want to be a firefighter. And the first thing he said was, did you know that I was a volunteer firefighter? And I said, I did not know that. <laughs> that is the coolest story ever. And he was sharing some things with me. And I, he said, you know, I'm really proud of you. Just go for it. And I said, you know, I'm just, I'm going to do it. So I went up to the fire station. I was and a little nervous. Fire station. Where is this? It's in uh, Ludwig, which is about five miles from my house. It's a rural fire, volunteer fire station, uh, fire department. It's called Johnson County RFD number one. And it protects about 45 square miles at the base of the Ozark Mountains. So wow. I went up to the fire station. I was a little nervous. I can't lie. And I met the fire chief and I said, hi, I'm Dana. I'd really like to become a part of the fire department and help out the community and fight fires. And he said, welcome. And we're so glad you're here. And that right nice. there, I, I thought this, this is going to be, this is going to be it for a while. And it was for 18 years until I retired. Wow. So, um, I, as, a, as a volunteer firefighter, you still need to go through training. You're still going in oh, yes. buildings. You're still. So, I mean, how hard was that training for you? I loved every single minute of it. And before I started actually with the fire department, I said to myself, you know, I am never ever going to complain about this. I'm not going to complain. It's too hot. I have to get up at four in the morning. You know, all of those things you think about, I'm going to get dirty. It wasn't like that at all. It was like, this is something I've wanted to do all my life. And I am so excited. I'm not going to complain. I'm going to be a part of the team, going to do my job. And there you go. So I went out to the station, like I said, met the fire chief and met the firefighters and was like, this is amazing. And I did take a lot of training. I am a fire certified firefighter too which oh, is many, good. many, many hours and um, tons of classes and tons of um, live burns and the things that you would imagine that firefighters have to go through. And I also became a, a certified instructor to uh, help teach other firefighters. And let's see what else. Yeah. There's several things that I did, but not only do you just do the you know become certified which can take you a couple of years you also have to keep training yeah all the yes. time because it's like with anything in life you always have to kind of keep up to date and brush you know brush up on things and when you think about it now compared to when I was a firefighter back then look at all the changes you have electric cars uh which are is a whole different thing in itself as far as yeah. fighting fires. You also have uh, uh, firefighters suffering from uh, cancer, from the carcinogens, either in the fire or think about being in a house that has all new materials, newer yes. materials compared to houses back in the 40s where everything was more natural, your furniture, <laughs> your bedding, all of that. Um, might have been a little bit more flammable, but think about all those toxins when firefighters go into a house now. It's it's yeah, a whole I, different thing. I understand. Like I live in a 1941 house mm -hmm. in Dallas. 
but we added a mega bedroom, walk-in closet, another bathroom, master suite, you know, other things. So one third of our house is of that new material. The other is uh, the old material. So I always feel like I'm a contrast, I guess. But <laughs> there was a saying, and we're going to talk about it after we take a break in a bit. But I learned from some uh, firefighters as a teacher, I teach pet first aid for pet first aid for you. They say, you know, keep your bedroom door closed at night yes. because you want to close before you doze. What's that mean? Dana? Well, you, what you want to do is make sure that you close the door before you go to bed because fire. Remember how I talked about all those flammable materials and toxins and everything? Fire can spread very fast. As a matter of fact, your home can become totally engulfed in flames in as little as two to three minutes, two Whoa. to three minutes. So you want to do what you can to get out. Well, that's a whole nother thing. I'm sure we'll talk about here in a little bit, yeah, but yeah. back to the door part, the fact that that your house can become totally engulfed in flames so quickly, fire could spread quickly. If you close that door, it has the potential of slowing it down a bit. I've actually seen pictures where the, uh, the whole house is in ashes, but that room is still there and everything wow. looks like it just did. Now, that's not always the case, but I've seen that happen before. So it is really important to make sure that you okay, close. So we got tip number one under the belt. We're talking about one. <laughs> and uh, she's with Keep Kids Fire Safe Foundation. When we come back from the break, we're going to learn about two very special Dalmatians, Sparkles, Sparkle and um, also Molly. So you know the drill. Sit, stay. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We are getting schooled in a very amazing, helpful way about fire safety from a person who is a firefighter. She dedicated her uh, many, many uh, years to it, and she didn't turn off the fire hose when she, quote, retired. <laughs> she said, I think I can uh, expand and and team up with a couple of superheroes. First up, she had a dog she adopted, actually a rescue, I understand, yes. a Dalmatian named Sparkles. Mm -hmm. We're going to learn about Sparkles. And then when Sparkles went to heaven, you got another Dalmatian by the name of Molly. So mm -hmm. tell me about sparkles what as a firefighter what made you see i mean everybody loves the dalmatian on a fire truck but mm -hmm. what what was the deal here and tell us about how you found sparkles well it was completely by accident that the two <laughs> things intersected but okay. i looked i was looking online i had shared with my husband robert i said it would be really cool to have a dalmatian i did realize that they were mascots of the fire service but i didn't that was all I knew at the time. So I said, what do you think about adopting a Dalmatian? And he's like, that's, you know, that's cool. So we, I found a dog online called Daisy. This was back in 2004, I believe. Okay. And I found Daisy and it said her, her description was she was calm and she loved children. And I went, that's it. <laughs> yeah, so we got in the car. That's, that's, that's exactly what I was looking for. Um, 
because I had, you know, I was constantly around children. So it was really important to me to at least have a, a pet. Remember, I was thinking pet that liked children. Mm -hmm. And so we drove to we drove to Tulsa, which is a couple hours from here. And I met her. And when I met her, she we were in a, a local pet store and some kids came up. I was petting her and all this. When the kids came up, she laid down, she turned over and she let them pet her belly. Oh, my dog. Yeah. Nice. If I had any doubts, which I didn't, that was it. <laughs> so we adopted her and brought her back home. Now, I learned later on that Sparkles had kind of a tough life before she uh -huh. was rescued. She lived in a house with 62 other dogs. Oh, no. And it was a hoarding situation. And I won't go into a lot of details, but let's just say it wasn't it wasn't good. But Daisy was the owner's main dog. And so she was um, she was very she was loving. She was very loving. So I uh, brought her home, took her to the fire station. I said, all right, everybody, what do you think we should <laughs> name her? Yeah. We had dot spot everything you could okay. imagine and and then somebody said you know she seems kind of like sparkly to me because she was so happy even though she had such a miserable life she was the happiest dog and now she was really happy right yeah so the, the puppy lotto with you she <laughs> i tell you we both did we both were lucky to find each other and so we named her sparkles and one day I was uh, working on my fire safety program and I thought, you know what? I wonder if Sparkles can crawl. I wonder, because I was thinking about if she could crawl. And one of the things that we teach children and adults is how important it is to crawl low under smoke. The air is cleaner okay. and cooler there. So yeah, 12 to 24 good. inches. So if you can remember that, there's another safety tip for you. Yeah. So anyway, I had asked her to crawl low for me. Now at the time, phones could make videos but there is no sound right? right it's hard to imagine that now but it was actually like that so i asked her to crawl and you know what she did it she did it Whoa. and i have it on video it's it's a very dark video it has no sound but you know what it means the world to me it means everything that's like a rembrandt in your house. everything so. everything and so sorry i have little tears i just oh all right but um story i want you to share because sparkles became part of your team yes you, you mentioned uh, angelica what's a little five-year-old well this is a very special story. And every time I tell it, I get goosebumps every time I tell it. And I've been telling this story since 2006. Okay. okay. So um, we were asked, Sparkles and I were asked to go to a school in Tulsa and share fire safety. So we did. At the time, I had written a children's book called Sparkles, the Fire Safety Dog. It was actually the first edition of this book but it was the same it was the same so we took the book to the school i sat down i read the book to the to, to the children and the book includes um four key fire safety tips which we'll talk about a little bit later and okay. so we did our program came back to arkansas well over christmas break the principal calls me and she says dana are you sitting down and i thought 
my first instinct is always, this is going to be bad. Um, I don't tend to think on the positive side, but anyway, I said, yes, I'm sitting down. And she said, two children from two separate families knew what to do when they had an actual fire related situation over Christmas because of what you taught them. And my mouth I'm just went. Pause and applause right now. <laughs> you and Sparkles. Yes, go ahead. So where does Aunt? We have a couple minutes left before the yes. break. What was happening? Okay, so we go Angelica. to the school. We go to the school, and I talked to Angelica, and I said, "Angelica, tell me your story." She says, "Firefighter Dana, I was under the covers, and the smoke came. I got out of bed. I crawled low, just like Sparkles taught me to." And she looked back at her daddy and said, "Daddy, daddy, you need to crawl low." And by this time, he was standing up, and the fumes and everything were kind of getting to him. But she was able to coax him out of the house. And the firefighters, by crawling low, and the firefighters shared with me that when they got to the door, she got out okay. When the dad got to the door, uh, and they scooped him up, the house totally became engulfed in flames. Oh my gosh! Oh my. And gosh. so I shared with the teacher on the or the principal on the way back to Arkansas. I called her. I said, "Do you realize that Sparkles just saved a life?" And she said, "Yes, Dana. That's why you were here." And it's at that moment I decided I wanted to become a fire safety educator and do this for the rest of my life. So you started with Sparkles, and how long were you able to team up with Sparkles? For eight wonderful years. And this is a picture of Angelica and Sparkles when we went to visit her. And let and me share for our, our radio folks. It's a frame that says, I heart my dog. And in it is a picture with uh, Angelica hugging Sparkles, who's wearing a red fire helmet. And of course, uh, with Dana. So that that's that is that's better than the Hope Diamond. Come on, Dana. Oh, it was a it was a very special time. Do I have a second to share a story with you that will be short? We have about 30 seconds before the break. They also shared with me that in that fire, the only thing that was that made that survived the fire was Sparkle's book. It was sitting on a table. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. All right. Now I got chills up my spine. Hey, everybody strap yourself in because we're going to get more some tales from Dana Hilton. She is the executive director of Keep Kids Fire Safe Foundation. It's a nonprofit. We were talking a little bit about her first Dalmatian fire safety dog, Sparkles. And when we come back, we're going to talk about her second dog, Molly. So sit, stay. We'll be right back. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us this week. We appreciate it. And uh, while I got you, do you think it could a uh, little belly scratch? Oh, oh, yeah, that's it. Pause up, everybody. Welcome back to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. I'm here talking to Dana Hilton. Uh, she is the executive director of Keep Kids Fire Safe Foundation. She's in Arkansas, but this gal has been around all over the world with not one, but then a second Dalmatian dog to teach fire safety. We were sharing the story of her first Dalmatian dog, Sparkles, and the impact that this dog has made on kids and adults. Uh, Take it away, Dana. You had something else you'd like. Sparkles was just an amazing dog. Uh, she was mentioned on the floor of Congress and also in a Senate committee hearing meeting. We did uh, PBS Kids Sprout together, which is a 24-hour 
uh, Children's Network at the time. And many of the things we, we, you know, we can just learn from animals, can't we? And yes, I we learned can. from her so much. And when she passed, I was, of course, incredibly sad thinking, what am I going to do? How am I going to continue? All those things you think about when you've lost a pet. And that's when Molly came into my life. Oh, Molly, she knows how to tee it up. All right. Uh, so, Molly how was. Did you find Molly. I found Molly from a breeder, and I wanted to go that route. I really appreciated and the adoption part of it, but if I was going to continue to do this, I really needed. I felt to start with a puppy and to yeah, also have a dog. Sense. Yeah, also have a dog that would live longer and. I didn't, of course, know how long Sparkles was going to live, but but we through that experience with Sparkles, I thought I, it's time. So I went down to Louisiana and got Molly and I fell in love with her. And she was actually the last in the litter, the last to be chosen. She had 10 brothers and sisters that were picked before her. And you know what? I'm what? so glad they passed her up. And a lot of it had to do with her, her patch ear, which I think is adorable. And that's one of the things, the stories I would share with children. Now I would share, okay, Molly has something that's very unique. What is it? And they'd say her ear. That's right. Do you know that all of us have something that makes us very special? And then I'd ask them, if you put 100 Dalmatians in a room, which dog do you think they would see first? And they go, Molly, that's awesome. right. Very so nice whatever speaking. you have that makes you special, you're very, very lucky. So that was kind of one of those lessons that we put in there. So, so not only were you, you've been a firefighter, you, you, you're you an amazing teacher too. Oh, thank you. No, I like that because you teamed up. So um, Molly, uh, what's was Molly's personality like? Molly, when I got her, she was so incredibly smart. And I knew that whenever we were at the airport getting ready to board the plane, and I had been reading a lot of books on how to train your dog, because that's one of the things I wanted to do. I started right away. I had to actually wait to pick her up until Hurricane Irene passed through Louisiana. Whoa, so instead wow. of the eight weeks, getting her at eight weeks, I got her at nine, which gave me a little bit more time to study. But anyway, at the airport, I asked her to sit you know, with her treat, trying to coax her down. And she did it. And I was like, this is great. And everybody fell in love with her on the plane. The steward, a funny story. The stewardesses were like, she's so cute. They, they wanted to hold her. Everybody else had left the plane. They're holding the dog. And finally, somebody came into the plane and said, all right, ladies, we got her at this. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of people ready to board this flight. Oh no! Well, that's okay. So she made a good. She made a good grand entrance, and <laughs> I, I I read that she wore red painted nails. Yes, that's yes, she did, and you can actually see this in this um, painting that our friend June did. She had uh, red nails for whenever we did our presentation, and that's the one thing all the kids remembered: <laughs> the red nails. <laughs> That and, and the fire safety messages that 
Molly taught them, but we, uh, I started her right away. The first very, the very first fire safety presentation she did was in a barn, if you can believe that, at the base of the Ozark Mountains. And she did a great job and, and she, um, she loved it. She lo absolutely loved kids. So she did the crawl pretty quick, huh? Oh yeah. She got that. She got that very quick. And she actually went on to be a trick dog champion. She knew 81 different tricks, but oh many God. of those were fire safety related behaviors that we could do to help teach kids about fire safety. And so that was very beneficial. You know, if, if we needed to talk about, make sure you don't put anything in front of your door or put things in front of your window because you need to escape. Molly, I'd say, Molly, go get that. And so she'd get that and move it and bring it to me. And I was able to capture that. By this time, videos had advanced significantly. <laughs> With audio, yeah, that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. I was able to actually capture all of that and make fire safety videos. So Molly, the fire safety dog, uh, I probably, uh, it's this dog is very well known. This dog had been to every state but Idaho with you? Well, she uh -huh. had Skyped. She had, we also okay. not only shared our fire safety programs all across the country and into part of Canada, but our big thing was virtual fire safety programming. We started Good. that in 2010, which back then hardly anybody did. Nobody knew what it was, but it was a big part of our life from then until now. And so the dogs have collectively Skyped with children and back then it was Skype, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. Done our, our shared our virtual fire safety program with children from all states and 34 different countries. Oh and my gosh! Unfortunately, Molly she had helped with the 49 countries, but unfortunately she passed away. states. States. Yeah, that's right. She had unfortunately she passed away one week before we were to Skype with our our children from Idaho, which was our 50th state, but her little brother stepped in and helped and you'll get to meet him in a little while. His name is what? Bowden. I named him after Chief Bowden on Chicago Fire. We're Molly and I are huge Chicago Fire fans. And that's another thing she liked to do is go up there and hang out with the actors. And oh, that's well, a whole nother story for another little... time. You got a little kind of walking gigs or in the background kind of actor credits, right? You and Molly? We did for the movie Superpower Dogs. Okay. She didn't that actually get a, to, yeah, she didn't actually get to get on Chicago Fire, but we were huge fans and hung out up there quite a bit in Chicago. But we did do the movie. Uh, she was the official ambassador for the IMAX movie Superpower Dogs and nice. she was also a background actor. So if you look really close in the film, you'll see her. It's just like, oh, there she was. Actually, the first time we watched it, my husband didn't even see her. You can see the pants on the ear. Dang it. I also understand that in 2019, the American Kennel Club awarded uh, a big honor to Molly. What was that one called? It was a huge honor, the ACE Awards. And we went down to um, to Florida. And it was one of those things when your dog is recognized in that way, it is, it is a tremendous honor and very humbling. And, yeah. but you know what, 
Molly was every part of being deserving for that. Yeah. She she loved what she did. She actually helped keep kids safe, just like Sparkles did. And just so proud of her for all that she was able to accomplish. Now, Molly was not only a fire safety dog. She was my best friend. We traveled like all that. over together. We did everything together, like you and your dogs. And uh, for everyone out there, you know, your your animals are so special to you. But Molly had a little something that was special. And, you know, it's kind of okay. unusual for me to be sitting here by myself, because if she was here, she'd be sitting right here beside me. But she's well, not here, but I still feel her presence yeah. right here. We're going to talk a little bit more about Molly and wrap this show up and maybe get uh, a chance uh, to learn about Bowden. And she promises us some fire safety tips. So sit, stay. We're going to be right back. Hey, Pet Pals, welcome back to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. We uh, are with Dana Hilton. Uh, she is the executive uh, director of a nonprofit foundation called Keep Kids Fire Safe Foundation. After the show, please go to keepkidsfiresafe.org and uh, help her out because she's got a lot of things she's doing to help kids all over the place. Um, we were talking about Molly and Molly being your best friend. And I know Molly passed away recently, but it sounds like her legacy continues. That's right. Molly lives on in the hearts of children everywhere and not only children, but adults as well. And um, so she, like you said, she's not here, but she's here. She's here. Yeah. And at the end of the show, um, she's going to introduce us to uh, a dog in training, uh, Bowden. But right now, we have a firefighter in the house. And we talked about woo, woo. closing the bedroom door. <laughs> yeah, woo, woo. closing that bedroom door closed before you doze. But Dana, share some tips because we need to keep us and our pets safe in our homes and elsewhere. Take it away. You got some tips. That's right. Remember earlier when we talked about homes can become engulfed in flames in as little as two to three minutes? That's not a lot right. of time. So you need no. to do what you can to help everybody in your family escape quickly. So some of the things that we talk about in our fire safety program is how important it is to have a working smoke alarm. You want to yes. make sure to have one on each level of your home and also outside and inside each sleeping area. Another oh, thing, another thing that you want to make sure that you do that you may not be aware of is on the back, there is a date and I don't have my glasses on, so I can't see it right now, but I'm holding up a smoke alarm and there is a date back there that shows when the smoke alarm quote expires. And after 10 years, if it's older than 10 years, you need to replace that smoke alarm. And I actually went to a fire, fought a fire one time. I always like to check out the smoke alarms um, if they were still, if you could see them, because a lot of times yeah. they would. But um, after a fire one time, I, I looked at the smoke alarm and it was just over the expiration date. 
just oh. just right past. So you want to make sure that you do replace all the smoke smoke alarms that are 10 years or older. Also make sure that everyone in your house knows what the smoke alarm sounds like, especially your children. You also right. want to make sure to have a plan. And what you can do if you have young children is, or everybody, get everybody in your family together and make a plan. This is our plan. And what we did is we drew each room in our house. And you'll see that we have two room, two arrows going out of each room. And that is two ways out. Your first way out oh. would be the door. And where would yeah. your second, second way out be, Arden? Um, the window. <laughs> <laughs> and then you then you draw your arrows to your meeting place and our meeting place is the mailbox where's your meeting place um our meeting place would be um the plant at the at the at the end of the driveway good very good you can have a plant at the end of the driveway a mailbox a tree a neighbor's house a swing just where everybody in your family knows where it is. And again, if you have young children that like to draw, even older kids, draw that plan out, put it up on the refrigerator, talk about it so everybody knows what to do. And so here is what you do in case of fire. And please share this with the kids in your life. And also, please share it, um, your meeting place, where your meeting place is with people that may visit your house or your grandmother's house, if they don't have a plan, help them with a plan. But I here's like what that. you want to do in case of fire. Let's say you're sleeping and <laughs> Sparkles used to demonstrate this. She would lay down on her bed and she put her head on the pillow. <laughs> and I talk about the smoke alarm. And whenever I did talked about the meeting place, she'd get up, she'd crawl low and she'd go to her meeting place. It was so fun. Really? Yes. Nice, but nice. Anyway, let's say you're in bed and you're sleeping. The smoke alarm goes off. You want to get down and crawl low on the floor. Now, it's important that you crawl on your hands and knees. The air is cleaner and cooler there. 12 to, 20, 12 to 24 inches. Please don't crawl on your belly. But I do happen to have a picture, and it's a picture of a firefighter crawling on their hands and knees. And yep. this is what we share with the children that you want to be able to do. Now, I do have a picture of sparkles here, and I'll ask the boys and girls, dogs, of course, crawl on their bellies, right? I'll say, do dogs have hands and knees? And the children would say, no, that's right. <laughs> she would have to crawl on her belly, but you want to make sure you crawl low just like firefighter Michael. So uh, that was that's always a, a good, good tip. It was a good visual for them. And then once you get out to your meeting place, this is so important. Once you get out to your meeting place, stay there. Don't go back in for anything. Let the firefighters, uh, let the firefighters know if there's somebody still in there or if there's a pet in there or whatever, let the firefighters know, but make sure everybody stays there. And that's what we share with children. You want to get out and stay out. So. Well, that's, with, those okay. are our basic tips. These are good. Um, in Texas, <laughs> probably in Arkansas, like you, we get wacky weather and we practice, uh, Julie and I, um, little um, uh, drills if the fire, you know, in case the tornado siren yes. uh, hits and all. And the one yes. room we have is a walk in closet off our main bedroom. And we have the carriers for the cats and the dogs come in, on a leash. But if they're, um, we have trained our cats to like carriers. And that's so important. Out. Yes. So, um, I know people 
sometimes, you know, the pets are better than anything. So is there any tip you can give people to help them train their pets, like in a practice drill, to, to follow mama and follow the kid and get out? Well, that's something that you could work on with your with your animals. Another thing you can do is make sure you have everything. Um, you know, this, I've never really thought about this before, but it wouldn't hurt to have like your to-go things, yeah. maybe outside of your home, like maybe at a neighbor's house, like, hey, could you hold this? And inside it, it has the leash, the water bowl, the food, the medication and all that. Um, normally they suggest put it right by your door. Uh, but the main thing is to just get out of the house and not be doing things. You know, if, what if you just have your pajamas on, you don't want to change and go, Oh, I want to make sure I look good for the neighbors. No, get outside. So, you know, maybe if you could do that, just leave that with a friend's house and have that bag ready to go. And, and that would also be good for, uh, wildfires in case you're in an area where there are a lot of wildfires. So a collar, a leash, uh, and, a list of medications. That, as you know, is the winds can shift dramatically and you think you're safe and then you're not. That's right. That's right. So as with everything else, and as you know as well, being a safety expert like you are too, it is just important to be prepared. Now, fire safety isn't the most exciting topic. However, um, the dogs and I have found a way to really help get that message home with children and share with them the importance of getting out, staying out, being safe. And a parting message to those tuning in. First of all, it's been a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you so much for having us. I'm just so grateful to you, Arden, for helping us get the word out about how important it is to stay safe and to know what to do in case of fire. And I especially appreciate you continuing the legacy of Molly and Sparkles and Bowden. So thank you so much for having us, and we hope everybody stays safe. Let me see if I can get Bowden to wave real quick. Oh, he's like, no, I'm just going to roll over. All right. Um, everybody, please, uh, after the show, go to keepkidsfiresafe.org. They do welcome donations. This is a nonprofit. And help Dana, uh, help kids and us be fire safe. So everybody, that's it for our show today. I give a big pause up to our special guest, Dana Hilton. I also give a special shout out to our wonderful sponsors, Furniture Furniture Store, Furniture.com, and Tevra, the makers of great products for pets to keep them healthy and happy, TevraPet.com. And the next time you're online at Tevra Pet, just remember Arden23 at checkout, Arden23. I want to thank all the radio stations coast to coast for airing the show. Also, I want to do a special shout out to you, Pet Pals, for tuning in. We all are in this together and we're all lucky to have pets in our lives. So until next time, this is your host, Arden Moore, saying to all you two, three and four leggers out there, pause up. Thanks for listening to this episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. For more information about the host, to listen to past programs, and watch full-length video versions of our guest interviews, our website is fourleggedlife.com. That's fourleggedlife.com. And have a pawsome week. 